space that you have is very limited. You can only have that much what you can bring up or what you can create, but still you have to provide private spaces, social spaces where people can communicate in small groups, even if you have only very limited physical space. I think it is very important for students to think far into the future in order to create a better life on Earth. It is very important to have the ability and the courage to propose something that has not been proposed before or sounds a bit weird to some people. And I'm very impressed of my students because they really can combine a vision for a future. Hey Space Watchers, this is Space Cafe Radio, your channel about trends, great people and awesome events. End of March 2023, I went to Vienna, attending a meeting at UNOSA. At the same time, an exhibition opened at the Technical Museum in Vienna, called A Room with a View. Dr. Sandra Heublik-Moisburger invited me to have a chat about the exhibition and her work. Sandra is an architect and researcher specializing in compact habitability design solutions for extreme environments. She teaches at the Department of Building Construction and Design at the Vienna University of Technology and is appointed academic director of the course Space at the Science Academy in Lower Austria and the Executive MBA in Space Architecture at TU, at TU Wien. Enjoy this conversation. Thanks for the opportunity to see that exhibition in reality and meeting you in person. Now we have the challenge to describe our listeners what we see here. Sandra, please tell us what this exhibition is about and how it is curated. Thank you very much. The exhibition is in the frame of a cooperation between the TU Wien and the Technical Museum. It's called the Science Corner with the option and opportunity to showcase research and educational activities at the TU Wien to the broader public, to the visitors of the museum. Every half a year there is a new topic exhibited and this year I'm happy that we were invited to exhibit the topic of space architecture. And in the exhibition you can see some examples of our work at the Institute of Architecture and Design, Hofbad 2. You can also see some objects from a TU student, a very famous TU student, Nick Ornordung. He became very famous only lately because he only wrote one book, Die Befahrung des Welthams, uh, Der Raketenmotor. And in this book, he shows a design of an orbital space station with artificial gravity, which is the first of its kind. And it was interesting to learn that he studied at the TU Wien a few years before he published the book. And it was also interesting that he had some, in addition to He studies on Elektrotechnik. He also studied Hofbau, Encyclopedia of Hofbau, which may explain his detailed drawings of a space station. So this is a very interesting object that is exhibited and is an introduction to the history of what we do related to space architecture. The other objects are lunar bases and orbital research stations all designed by students. I've taken a few pictures and I will try to display them somehow in the podcast, what will be challenging, but at least on our website, we will have a link then to the objects that are shown. I also love the title, Room with a View, 
When talking about life in space, do you define it as an in-orbit or free-floating or on another celestial body? Or would there be any difference at all, at least from the viewpoint? Yes, that viewpoint is actually very important on many different levels. For me as an architect, the change of perspective is very relevant for making good projects, I would think so, because it gives you the possibility to innovate, which is only possible when you put yourself in a condition that allows you to look at something with another perspective. So this topic is very relevant for the exhibition. The other more apparent topic with the view is that you are far away from Earth and that you look from above or to Earth and All you have is what you bring with you. That's another important topic. So you have to be very careful what to bring, not to forget something. For sure, you will not be able to bring everything you need or everything you want. So again, you have to be innovative in reinventing the wheel and finding some other solutions for given problems. Another issue related to this group of Earth from outer space is the psychological aspect. Because you are no longer part of a society, you are alone or with very few people and far away from the culture you have grown up with on Earth, which makes life pretty difficult and which also triggers the architect and the engineer to be inventive with the space you have. Because again, the space that you have is very limited. You can only have that much what you can bring up or what you can create. But still you have to provide private spaces, social spaces where people can communicate in small groups, even if you have only very limited physical space. I assume you went through the entire development scheme of the first pioneers on Mars to the first bigger group of people and then to scale it up because on these different stages you have obviously different challenges then as well. Yes, that was interesting because I spoke with the curator of the museum about the different habitat typologies. There are indeed very different habitat typologies and it's not that you can choose which one you like. You have different options, but depending on the location, depending on the length or the duration of stay, depending on resources you may have or may not, and of course, depending on the launch, you can choose a habitat. For example, the International Space Station is a modular habitat. Now we have even some inflatable models attached to it, so we can expect the next orbital station, probably a mixed commercial station, will have larger spaces for tourists with the use of inflatable and deployable elements. And of course, we'll have much more possibilities to look on Earth, as you can now with the cupola. When you go to Moon or Mars, we can already see it now, what's happening with the lunar exploration plans. Somehow similar things happen to what happened during the design of the International Space Station. Because the International Space Station, I think, was planned at least 100 times with Space Station Freedom and lots of different versions from different companies. And it got smaller and modules got discarded, mostly the habitation modules. And with the lunar mission, you can somehow see the same. It is not the largest station, it is a smaller one. It has only limited volume and 
we will see how this long-term sustainability that is indicated will work with a model that is so minimalistic from the beginning and doesn't give the possibility to really expand. Now, what you expert here is a student project. So how did you select your students for this topic or did they select? So what was the process behind? At the TU Wien, I educate bachelor and master students on one hand, where we do regular design studios and lunar architecture, mass architecture and orbital space architecture. And you can see some models of them here. You can also see a diploma project from Ivan Matas on an orbital space station. And we also have now a new model. The design studios are offered on a regular basis at our department. I try to have cooperations with other institutions. Last semester, for example, we had a cooperation with the Abu Dhabi University. This semester, I'm invited by a Chinese university to give some lectures. And students from the TU Wien, registered students from the TU Wien can book the course and I can choose them when they apply for the course. But basically they choose the course. They choose the course because they're interested in the topic and they want to hear more. Also the TU Wien is one of the few universities in Europe that offer courses on space architecture on a regular basis. I have to put a lot of effort into the detailing and the technical aspects. So I like to combine vision with the principles and technological basics. So all the students are allowed or should, are invited to think very far in the future, but not forgetting Newton's law. And I think you can see it from the models and from the plans that Details are very well thought of. They really have to deliver at the end of the design studio plans and sections on a very high detailed level. What did you as an expert in this field impress you most about this work of, of the students? I think it is very important for students to think far into the future in order to create a better life on Earth. It is very important to have the ability and the courage to propose something that has not been proposed before or sounds a bit weird to some people. And I'm very impressed of my students because they really can combine a vision for a future. They can communicate it with their words. They can communicate it with their models, with their technical joints. And at the same time, they have the ability to really find the technical means to pursue their design. That's another aspect that is very relevant for our profession also on Earth, that as an architect, we need to be involved as much as we can in the detailing and thinking of how it is realized, because otherwise it will not be realized the way we want it to be. It will look very different if we would, for example, only do drawings and nice visions. That brings me perfectly to my next question. Our, on 22nd of March, what in our case was yesterday, we had, and I don't want to say celebrate, but we had the UN 
World Water Day to raise awareness about the potential scarcity of water as a valuable resource for all of us. You deal with similar scarcities, as you said before, you have to bring everything what you want to use in orbit, you have to bring it with you and it includes water, it includes air. So what can we learn from your work, from that exhibition for our life on Earth? As you mentioned, see, all the details are that were provided by the students. One aspect is, as you mentioned it, what concerns all of us today is all topics related to sustainability, future lives, the question how do we want to live in the future. It combines new technologies, materials, but also ethics. We have to make decisions. We cannot have everything at the same time. And this decision-making process with at the same time acknowledging what we have as valuable resources is part of the design studio. And as such, because students have to think with that in their project, they will, I think, keep the thought for all other future projects that they may complete in the future. Interesting. Austria is not part of the, these spacefaring nations that pushes human spaceflight activities, I would say. What is needed to convince your authorities here in Vienna that human spaceflight is a good area for our, for your future? I learned a few days ago that we have a very strong Austrian space industry with super innovative, intelligent people involved, many companies and very important global projects. And when I look at my students now work all over the world and for the new MBA students come from all over the world. So I think what we have to do is to show what we are good at and then people will come to us and they are happy to have, for example, you met Milomir. Milomir has a project exhibited here. He is working at ESA at the moment. And it is because he's good in what he does, I think. So we are very competitive in Austria, both in terms of academia and industry. And with our new lovely astronaut, Carmen Posnick, we might have the possibility to have our second female astronaut in space very soon. We will see. Thank you very much for your time. Good luck with the exhibition. And for everyone who is interested, this exhibition is here in the Technical Museum in Vienna for the next year. So till March 2024. So if you're around, come by and have a look at the Science Corner, at the Space Exhibition, the Room with a View Exhibition at the Science Corner. Thank you. If you have further questions, reach out to us at radio at spacewatch.global. If you like these or other episodes of Space Cafe Radio, leave us a rating on your preferred podcast platform. It is the currency of today. And if you want to stay on the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global and subscribe to our newsletters. And of course, don't forget to become a Space Watcher. I'm Torsten Kreening, publisher at spacewatch.global, your independent perspective on space.